Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Proverbs 29, 18, it says, For where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Amen. You want to be happy. Amen. If you, do you want to be a happy person in your life? Well, you want to you want to fulfill what God's put in your heart, what vision He's put in your heart. Amen. You want to make sure that you're running with the vision and the purpose that God has for your life. Amen. That's that's a happy person. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but you know, you find a person with purpose. They seem to be a lot happier people. People going nowhere. They don't seem to be very happy people. Amen. They they don't seem to seem very fulfilled at all. But happy people. Our people, I believe, are going somewhere. Amen. Go with it like this. Things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things which matter least. So your priorities need to be right. Amen. You need to make sure that you have the right focus today. Amen. And make sure that you know where you're going. Amen. When you get up in the morning, you know, have an idea of where you're going. Don't just get up in a cloud. Don't just get up thinking, hey, I'm just going to let this day do this this day and have no purpose with what I'm doing. No, you don't want to be that way. Amen. Time is precious. Amen. We're only on this earth for a certain amount of time. And, you know, and it's important that you don't let the enemy steal your time with you doing something for decades that you wish you didn't do. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, you want to do something that you have a sense of purpose about. Praise the Lord. Amen. We talked about, you know, God's purposes and his, the things he calls you to do. The, their, light, their burdens are light and they're easy. Why? Well, because you get grace for those things. Amen. That stuff that you're doing on your own, you don't have grace for. Amen. It is taskful. It is stressful. And it is hard on your life. Amen. But you can live a life with grace in your life. Amen. And God can make your life easier if you let him do it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Stephen Covey said, anything less than a conscious commitment to the important is an unconscious commitment to the unimportant. So, you know, you need to be conscious about your decisions each day. Amen. You know, we talked about, you know, you are going somewhere, you know, if you're thinking about it or not. You know, and it's important that you're taking a conscious commitment to where you're going. Amen. Thinking about every day where you're going. Amen. You don't want to be just going somewhere, <laughs> going every day to something. You know, that might be good for a week or two or a month, trying to make sure you have what you need, you know, or something like that. But don't get yourself caught up in it for years and years and years and making yourself a very unhappy and a very sad person, praise the Lord, because you just you got away from what God asked you to do. You got away from the purposes that God had on your life. Amen. And you do that after year, after year, after year, after decade, after decade, you know, you find yourself like, who am I? <laughs> you lose a sense of who you really are, you know, and you have to be careful about that. You know, you can change that today and you can start walking back today. Amen. You know, but you need to have God help you get back on track. Praise the Lord. Amen. Miles Monroe says it like this. The poorest person in the world is a person without a dream. Amen. You know, you need to make sure that you have a dream. Make sure that you're focused on a dream. You know, we said people that are living on the streets, those are people that don't have a focus on a dream. Amen. You know, they don't see beyond their circumstances. You know, we talk about the title of this message, you know, this vision, seeing beyond. Well, we're talking about seeing beyond your circumstances. Amen. God's given you that ability within your spirit. The born-again Christian, he's given you that ability to see beyond what, you, what you're going through and the challenges, that, the challenges that you're facing, amen? But you have to listen to him and look at what he's telling you to focus on, amen? Amen. If you're focusing on all the news, if you're focusing on all the stuff that's going on in the world, 
You know, you can be a pretty sad person all the time, amen. You're feeding your spirit something, amen. You say, well, I've, I've read the Bible over and over and over. You know, well, you know, old manna isn't nothing like new manna, amen. You need to make sure that you're feeding yourself with new manna every day, amen. You know, a memory of a, uh, I was listening to a minister the other day. He said the Lord spoke to him about eating a potato, you know. And he, he said a memory of a potato isn't the same thing as eating a potato, you know. And that's a pretty interesting point, you know. You need to eat the Word of God. Make sure that you're tasting it every day. Not remembering it, remembering it, but tasting it every day, you know. And there's rhema word, a live word, amen, where he's speaking to your spirit. And you need to listen for the rhema word that he's trying to speak to you today. Praise the Lord, amen. Miles Moreau also made this statement. I think it's really great. He says, eyes that look are common, but eyes that see are rare. Wow, think about that. You know, are you seeing just with your natural eyes? Or are you seeing with your spirit? Amen. What are you seeing with your spirit? Amen. There's something in there he's talking to you about. There's something you get excited about down in there. You know, there's something he's dealing with you about and you may be scared about doing, you know. But you need to step out and work with that. That's the thing he's wanting you to do. And he wants you to enjoy life doing. Amen. Yeah, maybe you have to work a job with it for a while. Or maybe you have to do some things with it for a while. But you're gonna never going to be fulfilled, you know, until you do that thing he's telling you to do. Amen. Amen. It's important that you make sure that you're keeping your eyes on his vision. Amen. St. Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We need to walk by his faith, what he's speaking to us, the persuasions that he's given us. Amen. What's he speaking to you about? Are you walking by your sight? Are you walking by your vision? What are you seeing today? Amen. What's he speaking to your spirit? Proverbs 29, 13 says it like this. The poorest person and his oppressor have this in common. The Lord gave eyes to both of them. Wow, that's good, too, if you think about that. You know, he, he, he's saying that the poor person sees something, and he sees the person oppressor, or the person that has, you know, rich person, he sees some things, you know, with their natural eyes, and they become what they see. Amen. What are you seeing today? You're becoming what you're seeing. <laughs> think about that now. Whatever you're looking at and whatever you're putting in front of your eyes all the time, that's what you're becoming, you know, more than you think. Amen. You know. <laughs> It's important that you make sure that you're looking at your, your dreams and looking at your goals and, your, you know, put it before you. I remember I was uh, working in a warehouse, I'll never forget, years and years ago when I was younger. And uh, I remember I was, I was uh, taking a break and I went outside and I had this little brochure, you know, about going to uh, Rama. You know, I was excited. Brother Hagen was there at the time when I went, you know, and I was real excited about going to Rama, you know. And I'll never forget, I'd be out there and I'd just flip through the book, you know. I was getting it in me. I was looking through the book. There's a picture of Brother Hagen and the teachers, you know. And I was getting excited just looking through the book, you know. And I'd look at that at break, you know, getting it in me. Amen. What are you getting in you? Amen. What are you looking at today? Amen. And make sure that you're putting the right things in front of your eyes. Amen. What is he stirring you up about? Amen. Uh, what is the enemy distracting you with? You know, you know, you got to think about that. You know, you can either listen to all the distractions. You can take your time on all the distractions. I could be doing different things at break. You know, I could be sitting there listening to something on the radio that's not doing me any good. 
or I can listen to something that's going to add to my faith. Amen. Something that's going to help me get to the right direction. If it's somebody ministering to you, talking about vision, or somebody talking to you about something, helping to get to the direction that you're needing to go, you know, what you're wanting to become, amen, it's important that you're putting that in front of your eyes and looking at it, praise the Lord, amen, that's biblical, you say, well, is that biblical? Oh, yeah, amen, you know, you look at the Tower of Babel, you know, God had to stop those people because the thing that they saw that they were going to do, it was going to happen. They said, we're going to build this Babel Tower all the way to the heavens, you know. And they saw it, you know. They, they were thinking alike. And they, were, and they had the imagination seeing the things. And it's what you see, amen. What are you seeing in your spirit? And it's important that you see the right things in your spirit, amen. What are you looking at? What are you seeing today? That's important, praise the Lord, amen. Amen. So we define vision a little bit here. Our definition of vision is seeing with your spirit what God sees about your future, Amen. So he'll give you the future, what you're supposed to do, or what you're called to do, amen, you know, and then it's important for you to work on the steps of getting there and let him guide you and direct you, amen. You know, I mean, if you're starting to step out towards that and he's leading you on the inside to go a little bit different direction, you know, you need to be open to that, praise the Lord, and let him guide you and direct you, amen. He's the he's our teacher. We're not supposed to do this alone, amen. He's our helper, amen, and we're not supposed to do anything alone, amen. He wants to come and be a part of the process, and it's important that we let him be a process, amen. It says we're laborers together with him, amen, and we're not laborers together alone, <laughs> We're laborers together with him, amen, and we need to let him help us in every aspect of our vision, praise the Lord, amen. So we talked about that, and uh, you know, notice it's a function of the heart, you know, it's a, through your spirit, seeing your future, amen. It's not your physical eyes we're talking about here, we're talking about seeing what you see with your heart. Your spirit, what are you seeing with your spirit, amen? It's seeing beyond now, you know. Boy, that's good news to some people, you know. You're in a circumstance that you just don't like and you're not happy, you know. It, this is seeing beyond those circumstances. What do you close your eyes and you, and, you, and you think for a while and you start to see that you get excited about? What, what is it that you close your eyes and you get excited about, you know? You know, it, it's interesting, you know. You can sit there for a while and you can think and think and think and you'd be surprised, you know, what you can come, come up with and, and the Lord will lead you to see, praise the Lord, you know. And, he, and I like what Gloria Copeland talked about. She said, me and Ken had never been called to do anything that looked possible in the natural. <laughs> think about that. You know, so God's going to give you something big, amen. He's going to give you something that you're going to need help with, amen. So don't freak out when he tells you something. Don't be, oh my goodness, no, get excited about it and let him guide you in doing it, amen. Praise the Lord. So it's seeing what you and what your family will become, amen. Seeing your future, praise the Lord, with your spirit, amen. Well, let's do a little recap of last week. We talked about last week about keeping an environment of faith, amen. And uh, that's what we kind of went over last night and how to create that environment, you know, even within your environment if you had to. And how Jesus did that, you know. Then you can listen back to that message and it's about keeping that environment of faith. Amen. You can't fulfill your vision without an environment of faith. You say, well, what? <laughs> Go back and listen to the message. Praise the Lord. It's basically talking about within an environment. Even if you've got people that don't believe you all the way around you. You can create an environment of faith within that environment, praise the Lord, amen. But it's it's up to you, you know, or you can be just like them, be unbelieving, not get anywhere, or you can be the one that stands out and, and it fulfills the purpose that God has for your life, amen. It's just up to you, praise the Lord. Well, today we're going to talk some more, a little bit about vision. This will be our last uh, one on this message, praise the Lord. Go ahead and go to Romans, the 11th chapter there. 
Romans 11. And we're going to go down to the uh, 29th verse, praise the Lord. I'm going to grab another drink here. Hold on just a moment. Amen. Yeah, I'm the uh, podcast preacher, pastor, praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> you guys feel free to tune in, send me your questions, send me your prayer requests. I'm be glad to be a blessing to you, praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, by the way, I was going to mention to you, and I'll try to mention this next week, I'm going to be doing a thing on confession uh, in the mornings, so you stay tuned for that, and we'll, we're going to try to do confessions with people in the mornings, and uh, we should be starting either this week or next week. We're going to be looking at how we can do that. But uh, you'll see a live thing come up, and you'll see I've um, got something on confession there, and maybe some messages with confession after it, you know, so you might watch out for that. Well, let's get into our message today. Romans, the 11th chapter and the 29th verse, it says, For the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. Wow, that's powerful to think about. You say, well, what does that mean? Praise the Lord. Well, let's break it down. A couple more scriptures here. Romans 11, 29 in the uh, contemporary English version says it like this. It says, God doesn't take back the gifts he has given or forget about the people he has chosen. Well, you say, well, wow, that's powerful to think about. Yeah, because a lot of people think, you know, just because I had a bad day, I can't fulfill the purpose of God. You know, or I've done something wrong and I can't fulfill the purpose of God. What does he say here? God doesn't take it back, the gifts that he's given, or forget about the people he's chosen about. Chosen, amen. Amen. And this breaks it down even more here. Look at Romans eleven twenty nine. the Amplified. It says, for the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. Wow. Think about that. There's something he doesn't take away from you. For he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about the, uh, those to whom he, has, he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. Think about that. Listen to what he says here. Let's read that again here. He says, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. Wow. Think about that. He's telling you basically that when if he give, gave you a vision or he gave you a purpose, <laughs> he's not going to take it away from you. In his mind, he's never going to take it away from you, praise the Lord. Amen. And, he, and, it's, and he's not going to change his mind about it. Amen. And, he, and it's all something that's part of his plan for you, praise the Lord. You know, and the only thing that would happen that would cause you a challenge is how you feel about it and how you change your mind about it. But he doesn't take that away from you. Amen. Yeah, amen. God's vision for your life, he does not withdraw or change his mind about. You see, God does not write off people like the world does. Amen. You know, I mean, that's a pretty strong word right there. You know, the world right now, they write off people so fast. <laughs> I mean, even if I'm speaking right now, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's writing some kind of little message. <laughs> you know, they're, they're so quick to type in a little message about you, you know, and write you off. Amen. But God doesn't do that, amen. He doesn't cancel his culture. He doesn't have a cancel culture attitude, amen. Not with his people, amen. He doesn't change his mind about his people, amen. He doesn't cancel you, amen. He cares about your purpose, amen. He cares very strongly about your purpose. And you're going to see this here just a little bit, that he gets involved to make sure that your purpose is involved, your purpose is fulfilled, amen. He cares very much about your purpose, amen. And he won't take it away from you, amen. Matter of fact, he's going to come along and encourage you to make sure that it comes to fruition, amen. That's the way God is, amen. He's not sitting there, he's not 
double-minded and he's not changing his mind. I've heard some ministers talk about, you know, I was anointed at one time and I wasn't anointed at this time and each God, I thank God he forgave me and I was able to go on. No, God never changed his mind about your purpose. Amen. He's never changed his mind about your his feelings towards you. Praise the Lord. And he loves you. Amen. He sent his son to die for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. But your calling and whatever he's put in your heart to do, he's never changed his mind about it. Amen. Even if you failed at it over and over and over and over, he's not changed his mind about it. You know, he cares about your purpose. Amen. Amen. I remember I was uh, working in a uh, sub shop uh, some years ago. My dad had a, uh, a um, he had a, um, a stream sub shops. You know, he had a, um, I'm trying to think of the word franchise of some shop, sub shops. And uh, they were called Tink and Pugs Chubby Subs. Amen. That's what my dad's uh, sub shops were called. And I remember I worked in one of them. And one of them was connected to a video store. Amen. You know, and I'm, I'm there, you know. I actually wasn't living for the Lord at the time. I was very young, you know. And I, was, I wasn't living for the Lord at that time. Actually, I was still in high school at this time, as I remember. Or right out of high school, something like that. I'm trying to remember the exact years. I was working a lot of hours. I was working something like 83 hours at that time in that sub shop. Quite a few hours. But I'll never forget, it was, it was connected to a video store, which my uncle owned the video store next to it, and we were connected, you know, was kind of bring them in to get a video and get a sub, you know, <laughs> praise the Lord when they came in, that was kind of their idea, and I was running this thing for my father, and I'll, I'll never forget, one day I was in there, you know, and I'm, you know, I've gotten off track, wasn't living for the Lord, you know, and all of a sudden this gentleman came walking in, I recognized him right away. He was one of the most well-known comedian, Christian comedians. That he'd even, if I mentioned his name, you'd know who he was. He's a very, very well-known Christian comedian. Well, he was in town, and he had a rental car, and uh, he came over to rent some videos, <laughs> you know, for his hotel, something to watch while he was in town doing, you know, his meeting, you know, or doing his uh, stand-up, I guess, is what he was doing. And uh, I saw him, and he came up to the counter, and I said, I told my uncle, I said, you know who that is? And he said, who? And I said, you know, he's such and such. I told him who it was. He's like, who's that? You know, because he actually wasn't involved in, you know, Christian uh, church stuff at the time, you know. And uh, it was very interesting, you know. And, and he was, the guy kind of just seemed like he really was excited to be there when I told him who he was. And he was surprised I caught who he was. And uh, he came over and he gave me his autograph. And he put this really funny picture on there with his autograph. It was really kind of neat, you know, which autographs probably aren't a big deal as a Christian. But it was just kind of neat to me because I really admired the guy. Well, this is a gentleman. A very interesting story. He had thousands, thousands of people that would come and listen to him, as he do as stand-up comedy, and uh, people would get saved and their lives would be changed, you know. But he had a uh, kind of a fall, kind of an interesting fall, you know. And uh, I mean, the church kind of just came against the guy, you know, over some things, you know. Com comedians, you know, they kind of exaggerate their stories a lot, you know, and uh, even Christian comedians. And they kind of exaggerate a lot, you know, to make it be funny. That's that's what they want to do is just, you know, bring their comedy out to you, you know. Uh, you know, and so, but he had some trouble with that because people were like fact-checking him and gave him all kinds of trouble. And this was back when they kind of started with Christian comedians, you know. And, uh, I mean, it caused him quite, quite a deal of a problem, you know. But, boy, he was one of the funniest Christian comedians I've ever heard in my life, you know. Well, it was interesting because he went through all that, and, uh, and after that, he still kept on with his ministry, you know. He still kept moving forward, amen. And it's interesting, you know, because your gifts and your callings don't leave you, amen. Your gifts and your callings, you, you stick with whatever God calls you to do, you know, even with all that. And he, he took all the challenges and 
all the people making fun of him and giving him all these challenges, you know, he still moved forward, you know. And you think about it, you know, he came walking, because he did that, he came walking into this, uh, this place where I was at and I was needing to get my life right. And he just happened to be there, and it was like God was speaking another thing to me, you know, uh, talking to me about my life, you know. And you think about that, you know, he couldn't have done that, you know, if he didn't keep moving forward. Amen. It's not about the big crowds. It's not about every little person that, you know, that you reach. You know, it's not about all, you know, the amount of people. It's about you reaching who God wants you to reach. Amen. And it's very important that we focus more not on every click. <laughs> You know, and everybody liking me, I don't know who I'm talking to, you know, as they count like thousands and thousands of likes, you know, and everybody liking you, you know, not everybody, you know, you hope everybody likes you, you know, but you know, it's more important that you're focusing on the people that God wants you to focus on and not quitting and giving up because there weren't enough people there, you know, I was listening to a story recently, it was very good, it was about a gentleman who went to preach with Kenneth Copeland. And uh, he went to preach with him to a, a Native American uh, uh, area, I'll never forget. And uh, he went out there to preach to them. And uh, when they got out there, there were empty seats they were ministering to. And they got done, and uh, the gentleman said, hey, and he told the, the pastor that was with Kenneth Copeland, who was so excited to preach with Kenneth Copeland, uh, he was telling him, excuse me there, uh, that he was uh, really, you know, really thrilled to be there and, and he told him that he, um, he he didn't have any offering for the guy, you know. And matter of fact, he was telling him that uh, he was only going to be able to give uh, Kenneth Copeland $107, you know, for his offering, you know. Well, you know, this is Kenneth Copeland, and, you know, you won't be able to be a blessing to him, praise the Lord, you know. A lot of people really respect him, you know. And uh, he wanted to be a blessing to him, you know. So he, the gentleman's like, I'm not getting an offering, but I sure wouldn't like to be you. You have to give him $107 for coming out here. Well, Kenneth Copeland can walk comes walking in the door, you know, and he speaks to him before he even tells him the figure. He says, you've got $107 that you want to give me for an offering. I'll take that because I want to make sure that you're blessed back. He says, but I'm going to write you a check for $10,000 for this because I really believe in what you're doing. And he said, as a matter of fact, I'm having two vehicles that are going to be sent over here that will help you get out to the Indians that are farther out there in the, in the jungle that are going to be raised up so they can go out there and get those, uh, reach out to those Indians that are in the jungle and bring them in so they can attend these meetings, you know. And so think about that. He got a $10,000 offering from his, seven, his $107 offering he was giving to Kenneth Copeland. And he's getting two vehicles that he was able to go out and get more, you know, Native Americans and bring them into these meetings, you know. Powerful to think about, amen. But, you know, it's not about, you know, how many people show up. It's about what you're doing, amen. It's about what you're ministering to, you know. I've ministered uh, several times with nobody there, you know. But it doesn't really matter. It matters who I'm ministering, you know, if I'm doing what God told me to do. Amen. It's, it's more fulfilling to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. It's a, You're going to have joy doing what you're supposed to do. You don't get to where you want it to be. Amen. But it's important. I'll never forget. I was in a, a youth. I was a youth minister for some time. And I, I was actually in an area with, a, it was actually a Native American area, which had some of the sweetest people there. And I'll never forget when I came into my uh, youth service there, I had, uh, I believe it was four uh, young youth uh, Native American uh, ladies. Uh, well, there's one boy, I believe, and three Native American ladies that were uh, my youth. That was all the youth I had when I got in there, you know. 
And uh, I remember what, by the time I, you know, and I was ministering faithful to those people. I didn't have very many people. I just kept coming in, ministering to those people. Keep, you know, I graduated frame at this time, you know, and you know, I'm thinking, hey, I'm gonna be talking to a whole bunch of people. I've graduated Bible school and done all these things, you know. And and I went to minister, and there was only four of them there, and I was faithful. I kept coming in, you know, and I ministered to them. And actually, I didn't even have my own room. I was ministering in the uh, pastor's office to them, and uh, they had four uh, fold-up chairs. <laughs> So it was very interesting, but as we kept ministering, it kept growing, <laughs> kept getting bigger, and man, we had people back behind the pastor's desk, and you know, we, we were getting blessed with more and more people coming in, because the Word of God does it, amen, you don't do it, but the Word of God does it, it just keeps producing and producing and producing, amen, and you know, the, more, the longer we were there, the more youth kept coming in, you know, we were taking three bus loads of people in every day, after a while we had to get a bus and start having three bus loads of people every day, you know, but it's not about the amount of people, it's about are you doing what God's telling you to do, are you fulfilling God's purpose that he has for your life, amen, amen, it's important that you're doing what God's called you to do, amen powerful to think about you know you know you also need to see how the effects of the people around you let's look at Jonah real quick here and let's go on over to uh, Jonah the first chapter Jonah the first chapter God doesn't give up on your vision amen you shouldn't give up on your vision amen you know the church threw uh, that comedian away but you shouldn't give up on your vision amen Maybe today you're like that comedian, you know, and you're faced with the choice, should I give up or should I get up? Amen. And you have to make that choice. You know, God can't make you keep going, you know, but he will come along to encourage you, even if you're down. He's a loving God. Amen. But you have to keep going forward, and that's up to you. Amen. There's so many people listening to this vision series, I believe, you know, that God's ministering to. And you had a vision at one time, and you've been working that vision, you know, and you've been working at it, working at it, but then you had some challenges. But then, then you gave up, you know, you need to get back up and get back with your vision, amen, that God's called you to do, amen. I saw this gentleman get back up, and I believe that he wants to do that for you, praise the Lord, amen, amen. Well, let's look over here at Jonah real quick, the first chapter, and it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Ammonite, he said, Go to the uh, great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up, up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarshish. <laughs> Amen. He, he went down to Joppa where he found a ship uh, bound for the uh, port. After pay, uh, paying the fare, he went abroad and sailed to Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Now, you know, your, your vision affects other people, you know. And this is very interesting because Jonah, if you know the story of Jonah, uh, it wasn't about Jonah being scared why he took off. Okay, Jonah, he took off because he was upset because he didn't want to help these people that were being judged by God, you know. He didn't think that they deserved it, you know. He knew God, and he knew God was going to help them if they'd repent, you know, but and he, he didn't want to help them. <laughs> yeah, that's why he took off, you know. He wasn't scared. He just didn't want to help those people, you know. And, you know, today you may not agree with something that God asks you to do. Maybe you don't feel good, you know, about doing some things he tells you to do, you know, and the, the vision he's given you, you know, and going forward, you know. Maybe you have some disagreements with God, you know. Maybe you need to work those things out. But you also need to think about you're affecting other people. <laughs> Amen. You have to think about that, you know. Jonah affected other people. He got in this boat, takes off, you know. 
and when he's in this boat, the storm comes, and they're they're praying, dear God, we're going to die here. Help us. What's going on here? You know, they have no idea what's going on. Jonah's down there sleeping. <laughs> he's just taking a nap, you know, down in the bottom of the boat, you know. And uh, you know, finally, they're like, get up here and pray with us. What's going on? We're, uh, this is something. This has got to be the you know some devil trying to kill us up here you know and uh, Jonah's like well just toss me overboard he knew you know and you know that you're affecting people you know and you know that you're affecting people in a bad way if you're not doing the things God has you to do you think about that you know because you, you're not you're not happy you're going to a job and you're a sourpuss because you're not enjoying life you know you're, you're, you're affecting people around you you're telling people, you know, things you probably shouldn't be saying. Some people are even telling things about God that they shouldn't be saying because he's a good God. Then you should be talking about he's a good God, you know. But you're upset because you're not doing the things that you should be doing, you know. And you're affecting people around you, you know. You ever watched a basketball team when they got an injured player? <laughs> you know, get off the field, you know. Get off the, the court, you know, because he's affecting the team, you know. And it's important that, you know, it's interesting. I watch football, too, you know, with injuries, you know. You think about injuries and how they affect these teams, you know. And you have an injured person out there, you know. And they're not supposed to be there, you know. And it's it's interesting when you're you're not supposed to be there, you're affecting other people, you know. And he was affecting these people in a bad way, you know. Almost cost them their lives. The ship's getting hit with water and storms, you know, affecting these people. And you think about that, you know, who are you affecting today because you're not doing what God have you to do? Who, who, who are you not reaching because you're not going forward? You know, these other people over here need him. They need him to come over there and straighten out the situation, you know, but he doesn't want to do it, you know. He's got an attitude issue, you know. If you've got an attitude issue, <laughs> you know, God's dealing with you about doing some things. And do you have an attitude, you know? I mean, it, it's interesting, you know. There's some times, you know, my wife asked me to do something, you know. I have an attitude sometimes about it, you know. I'm like, man, I, I don't I don't want to do that, man. Don't eat, don't, this is, this is Friday. I don't want to do it today, you know. Do you have an attitude about things when God asks you to do things, you know? Or do you, you know, I get a whole lot better response from Sheila or my wife, you know, when I do, you know, the things I need to do, amen? And you're going to have a whole lot better response from God, you know, when you do the things you need to do. You know, he's going to love you anyway, but you're going to have blessings full into your life. God's going to be doing some wonderful things in your life. You know, you're going to enjoy life a whole lot more if you're doing what you're supposed to do. Amen. Amen. Jonah can enjoy a whole lot more of life, but he just had an attitude situation, didn't he? He didn't want to do what God would have him to do. Amen. Amen. You know. And it's interesting, too, you know, a lot of times people, you know, they deal with situations where, you know, where they, they just don't feel like, you know, I can go forward, you know. I was a prayer minister uh, for a good amount of time, and I prayed with people, and I'll never forget, I'd pray with people about, uh, you know, I'll never forget, there was a common thing that people would talk to me about, you know, about uh, they would say that I've, 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 I've committed the unpardonable sin you know i'd hear that often you'd be surprised how how the devil uses that on people (laughs) 
Uh, he likes to tell, oh, you've done it now. You know, you've committed the unpardonable sin. You can't go forward. You know, we're talking today a lot about people that aren't going forward, if you haven't noticed. You know, and it's interesting, you know, you need to fulfill what God's called you to do because he's going to come help you and he's going to make sure that you do go forward. Amen. That's what pleases him is when you're going forward. Amen. Why? Because he cares about your vision and he cares about you getting where you need to go. Amen. And I would talk to these gentlemen. I'd actually done a lot of study on that. And I'd tell them, I said, just the fact that you're asking me, you know, that you, if I've committed that sin, you didn't commit it, you know. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, if you, God's forgiven you, amen. And that sin is only, you have to qualify for that. And so don't let the enemy sit there and convince you. I'm not teaching on the impartable sin today. But don't let him convince you that you've done something so wrong that, that God can't help you, you know, that's not what the unpardonable sin's all about, amen. That's nothing to do with it. Jesus forgiving you for everything, amen. And if you want, you've got a heart and you've all, you want to help him and do what you want, you're supposed to do and you're wanting to fulfill your vision, you know, don't let the enemy think that you're disqualified. No, you're not disqualified. God, God wants you to fulfill your vision. He forgave you, amen, a long time ago at the cross, amen. That's done, amen. You just need to receive your forgiveness, and you need to get on with your life, amen. God wants to help you. He wants you to fulfill your purpose, praise the Lord, for what he has for your life, amen. Amen. So it's important that we do that, praise the Lord. You know, and God will come beside you. He wants to help you with your vision, praise the Lord. And it's important that we let him do that, praise the Lord. I never forget there was this one time... I was watching TV, and I, I, or it was a couple times actually, I was, I was thinking about these two ministers today, you know, that uh, they both had a fall. It was very interesting, you know, very public fall, well-known ministers. And they both had a public fall, you know, in front of people, you know, and people just, man, they just ate them alive. Christians ate them alive, you know. We're supposed to be the ones that love even the person that, you know, does the worst sin in the world, you know, because God's forgiven everybody of the worst stuff in the world, you know, but it seems like so many Christians just can't forgive. And it's interesting, you know, when it comes to prayer, your prayers can't get answered if you don't forgive. <laughs> and if God's not, if he, he, you need God's forgiveness in your life, so you need to forgive so you can go on. And so we need to be more forgiving people when it comes to ministers. Amen. It's just powerful to think about these. Well, these well-known ministers I was thinking about today, you know, and uh, what was really neat is they both of them have come back now. They're both on TV. One of them's got, I believe, his own station. Well, they both do. They actually both have their own stations, I believe, you know. And they're in the public eye again, you know. But you think about that, you know, wasn't that easy to get back up? You, they could have said, forget this. <laughs> you know, one of them, actually, I believe he even went to jail. You know, he could have said, forget this. I, I don't want any part of this, you know. But no, he got back up. And it's because your gifts and your callings are without repentance. Amen. God doesn't forget about them. God doesn't give up on them. It, you know, the world may give up on you. And the world may just say, forget it, you know, and everybody around you may say, forget it, you know, but God don't give up on you, amen? His gifts and callings are without repentance, amen? And he comes looking for you, praise the Lord. Let's look over here. Um, let's see here. We're going to read about Peter here. Let's go to the 21st verse here. Leave it to the book of John. And let's see here. Let's read there. Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathiel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, the two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, well, go, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. <laughs> 
You know, you think about it, it's not very productive to not be doing what God would have you to do and what vision he has for your life. Peter here, he's denied Jesus three times. He's down on himself, if you think about it, you know. I mean, you think about that. You know, you denied Jesus three times. This man has to be very down on himself. This is the man that was at the epitome, of, you know, of success probably in his mind. You know, he, he walked on the water with Jesus. There wasn't nobody else getting out of the boat walking on the water with Jesus, you know. And, you, you know, you may be like that today. Maybe you've walked on the water with Jesus, you know. You've had some great successes with God, you know. And yet you've had some struggles and some challenges, you know. I remember reading about this uh, well-known chef, you know, and how he had all these failing restaurants, you know, tons and tons of failing restaurants. But then he had some successes, and I mean, it seems like everything he put out from that point, at a certain point, he, it was a success. Even as you know, everything he did was a success, you know. And you think about that, you know, it's like just because you have in life some challenges, you know, and some things, and you, but you you keep a good heart. And you keep focused on the vision, your gifts and callings are without repentance. God doesn't change his mind about it, amen? And he wants you to be successful, but you got to be a person that keeps on going here. And Peter, he, now he's in his job here. You know, he's went back to his old job, you know. He's had some of the greatest teachings sitting there with Jesus. He sat, you know, he sat there with the disciples and heard the greatest teaching in the world with Jesus here. God manifest in the flesh here. You know, think about that. You know, sit in front of Jesus, the anointed one, the Messiah, you know, teaching you. Praise the Lord. Amen. You think about the amount of revelation this man had it was phenomenal, you know. And, uh, you know, he goes through a little setback here. And now he's he's working his old job. You know, he's like, man, I'm going to go fishing. And then he gets there and he's having a really bad day because he throws out his, his net and nothing comes back. <laughs> You ever been like that in life, you know, and you, you finally, you're just, you're tired of what you're doing, and man, you just like, you just, ah, just forget it, you know, <laughs> threw a net out, he probably left his net out in the water, <laughs> you know, and said, no, this is, all, I'm done with this, man, you know, I'm just, I'm, he's down on himself, you know, you ever been down on yourself? Well, Peter was, it looks like here, it looks like he was down on himself, you know, and so they didn't catch anything. Early in the morning, Jesus stood the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. So he came looking for him, didn't he? You know, and he's coming looking for you today. Amen. God's come looking for you. Maybe some of you people have gotten off your vision. Maybe you, you're you not sure about if you should go forward. And You know, he's come looking for you, praise the Lord. He's come looking for you. He sent me. And I'm out here talking to you, you know, because he's come looking for you. Amen. He wants you to fulfill your purpose. He wants you to get up and do your dream. Praise the Lord. Say amen. Amen. He wants you to get where you need to go. He loves you. Amen. And he wants to make sure that you fulfill that purpose that he has for your life. Amen. And he says to him here, he says in the fifth verses, and he called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? <laughs> you don't think he knew if they had fish? He's wanting to see if they know where they're at. <laughs> They said, no, no, they answered. He stood, he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of a large number of fish. And that's what God is, amen. He wants you to overflow. He wants you to have more than what you need, amen. And when Jesus is alongside you, you're going to have what you need. The seventh verse, he says, then the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And as soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord. He, he wrapped his, his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and he jumped into the water. Amen. He wanted to get right. He wanted to get things right. He wanted to get on with his vision. Amen. Are you wanting to do that? 
or you want to jump out there and chase Jesus, praise the Lord, so you can get on with your vision. Amen. A loving God coming out to reach out to you today so you can fulfill your purpose, praise the Lord. That's what he wants to do for you. He wants you to fulfill your purpose. Amen. We're going to see that. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish. You know, he left all the work for them, poor guys. <laughs> They're like, oh, thanks a lot. We're going to have to pull all these fish in. <laughs> but Peter's so excited. He don't know what's going on around him. Amen. He wants to get on with his life with the Lord. Amen. The fish don't suddenly mean much to him. Amen. He wants to fulfill what God has for his life. Amen. The other disciples followed in the boat. And, you know, and some things aren't going to mean so much to you if he just comes walking by to, to speak to you like he is today. Amen. Some things aren't going to mean so much to you if you listen to him today. Amen. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, and for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. And when they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals with the fish on it and some bread. And Jesus said to them, bring, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, come. Now, if you read this in the King James Version, I, I like how it says in the King James Version, it says, come and have breakfast here, but he said, come and dine. <laughs> I like that about God. Amen. He, I like how they word some things sometimes in certain translations. And he's telling them, he said, come and dine. Amen. And he's telling you today, come and dine. Come sit down with me. Amen. Let's have a talk. Let's get you get you where you need to go. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's focus on your vision. Let's get your dreams to come true. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because he's a God that can do that. He, he creates worlds, planets. Nothing's too hard for him. Even if you think, well, I've just messed it up too much. No, he can straighten it out. Amen. He can fix anything. He's God. Amen. Amen. So he says, come and dine with me. And then none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? <laughs> It says they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. Now, this was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples, and after he raised from the dead. And when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He's got a question for here for Peter, doesn't he? He says, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. But he's he's more focused on if Peter's doing what he asked him to do and he's doing his vision that he's got for his life and he's speaking right to the heart of Peter there he says feed my lambs think about that you know Jesus said if you love me he said feed my lambs and he's he's more if he's, he's saying his love if you're going to show me that you love me he says fulfill your purpose fulfill your vision amen that's powerful to think about amen you know he's he's saying if you if you want to show love towards god he's telling you this is how he likes you to do it he wants you to fulfill your vision that he's given to you fulfill the purpose he's put on your, your heart why because he cares about it he brought himself down here to deal with peter about this specifically amen you know, and it's powerful to think about, you know, and he's, he, he comes down to deal with people specifically when they, they get off track because he wants you to fulfill what he put you on this earth to fulfill. Amen. And Jesus said to Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He answered, said, Lord, you know that you, uh, I love you. Well, he, he cares more about his, his actions, doesn't he? He says, Jesus said, take care of my sheep. He's saying, man, get back to being a teacher. Get back to being a pastor, someone that reaches out and takes care of my people. Amen. Get get back to that vision. Get back to that dream. Amen. 
he's, he's speaking to the heart of Peter. Amen. He says, you need to fulfill what I put in your heart. Wow, that's powerful to think about. Amen. The third time he said to Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. Do you know that I love you? And he said, well, then feed my sheep. He said, fulfill your purpose and fulfill your vision. Amen. And today he wants you to fulfill your vision. Amen. You can say, hey, I love you, God, all you want, but you need to fulfill what he's put in your heart. Amen. He's given you his precious words. He's spoken his vision into your heart, you know. And the way you show him you love him is by taking action on what he's put in your heart. Amen. And caring about the things that he's spoken to you. Amen. Amen. You know, you, even with my wife, I can tell you that, you know, it's important that I, I, I listen to what she has to say and I care about what she has to say. Amen. And, you know, it's important that we care about what God has to say. Amen. Amen. He wants to make sure that you fulfill the purpose that you have in your life. Let's pray today. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy, Father, Lord, and we just thank you that you've been so good to us today. And Father, we just ask, Lord, is there someone today, Father, that may have gotten off track, Father, Lord? They're not all caught up in sin. We're not worried about that. We're, well, they're not all caught off in the wrong direction. We're not all worried about that. They've lost focus of what God, what you've put in their heart, Father. That's what we care about today. And this year, Father, Lord, we ask that you help them, Lord, to have the best year they ever had fulfilling your purpose that you put in their heart, Father, Lord. We just thank you, Father, that you've already paid the price for sin. You've already taken care of all that for these people today, Father. And, Father, we just ask that you help them, Father, Lord, to fulfill the vision in their, their lives, Lord, and help them to fulfill the purpose that you put in their heart, Father, today. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you care so much about them. And if there's someone that is in sin and he needs to get right, Father, help him to get right. Help him to get on that path, Father, that he needs to get on and fulfill what you Your gifts and callings are without repentance, Father. You had not forgot about him. You haven't changed your mind about what you want him to do, Father. And, Father, we just ask that you help them to fulfill what you have for their purpose in life, Father. Help them to fulfill their purpose in life that you have for them. And we just ask for it in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, Lord, for it. And we give you all the praise. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And if there's someone that's listening to me and you don't know Jesus, and you're convicted today, you listen to this message, I imagine, praise the Lord. You know, and you want to know him. You want to have a relationship. You want to talk to him. Amen. I remember we were talking about that in our prayer time, our prayer uh, messages, you know. Uh, Jesse DePlinus said, I want a God I can talk to, you know. And I remember uh, listening to a minister that actually spoke to my dad the same way, you know. He, he wanted a relationship. He, want, he wants he want, want to be able to talk. You want a relationship where you can talk to God. Amen. Well, you can do that today. You just need to accept Jesus as Lord of your life. The Bible says in Romans, the 10th chapter and the 9th and 10th verse, it says, If you believe God has raised Jesus from the dead and you confess Jesus as Lord of your life, you are saved. Praise the Lord. So all you need to do is pray this with me today. Father, I just believe that you've raised Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess right now Jesus is Lord of my life. Jesus guide my life and help me serve you today in jesus name amen and amen praise the lord if you pray that prayer today you know all you need to do is email me here jeremiah s ministries at yahoo.com we'll we'll pray for you and try to be an encouragement to you praise the lord and email us let us know if you have a prayer need or if there's something we can do for any of you today but we love you god bless you we hope that you have a wonderful day if you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.